Welcome to Office Hours with College Fashionista. It's Amy Levin here. Today's guest is Joanne Wilson, co-founder of Gotham Gal Ventures and female entrepreneur. We chat about what investing really is and how to get your foot in the door upon graduation. Listen up and enjoy. So I'd love to just get right into it and have you talk a little bit about how you kind of started your investments in young businesses and and what even interests you in in starting what you're doing today. I mean, I've had a long career and um, I would say that I have not gone about my career in your typical trajectory that I think most people of my generation did, you know, which is you graduate from college, you get a job, you just keep going up the cycle. A lot of women got off the train, had their kids, and then couldn't figure out how to get back to work, or you had ones that did part-time or ones that never, you know, stopped working. And, you know, the kind of job opportunities that were available when I graduated are very different than the multiple opportunities that are available now. And so I have had probably 16 or 17 lives in regards to a career. And so I would say that what I'm doing now in regards to investing is all the dots kind of connected. And so I look at my investments and meet with the founders I've invested and help the founders I invested in very similar to probably one of my first jobs out of school where I managed at 21 years old, like 150 women. And I think management is the key as well you know, really success in the business world as well as sales. And so I think that those skills have sort of transcended into what I'm doing now. And I think that those are important skills, entrepreneur or not, right? Because you need to be able to advocate for yourself even if you're working for a company. I think, you A, you need to advocate for yourself, and B is you need to be able to work with other human beings. You know, you can have fantastic founders that have terrible people skills. And at one point, it's going to come back to haunt you. Right. What would you say sets an entrepreneur apart from someone who's not an entrepreneur? I think most entrepreneurs are not hireable. That's really funny. (laughs) You know, I just don't think they're hireable. (laughs) You know, I mean, that is that um, they just cannot work for somebody else. They have to do their own thing. They run at their own pace and they're full of new ideas and concepts and they're great at executing on them. And so I think, I remember years ago, I moderated a panel with four women entrepreneurs and I asked all of them, if this doesn't work out, what would they do? And they all started laughing. They're like, "Uh, yeah, we'd start another business because they couldn't work for anyone else. And I think it's 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 a certain breed of person. Can you easily identify when a company is going to be successful or not? Well, you know, I'm a really early stage investor. So, you know, you're talking about out of like 110 plus businesses I've invested in, I'd say a good 65, 70% of them I probably gave their first dollar to. So what we're really talking about is people. A really great entrepreneur is going to figure it out even though the business model might not be perfect. And so for me, when I invest in someone, A, I'm investing in the person. Obviously, it has to be a company or a business model that I believe like makes sense and is filling a void that very few people are doing that I can see why we got to start it today so that five years from now, it's big and it's doing what it's supposed to be doing. But 
it might end up going through many different iterations as it evolves, but a really good entrepreneur is going to figure that out. Yeah. And I look back and I think about College Fashionista when I started it to what it is now and how many turns it's taken. And right, it's it's so impossible for companies when they start to think that like they're going to follow that same path. And I look at that when I hire people on my team, like sometimes they don't necessarily have the resume or the skill that I necessarily need for that role. But if I like intuitively feel good about them, I know that they're going to be fantastic. I say to people all the time, if you see a red flag, you don't need to know what the flag is. As long as you see it, you can avoid it. I mean, I've had people say, I just knew that wasn't the right person. That wasn't the right hire. That wasn't the right idea. I couldn't articulate why, Yep. but I, I just knew. And, you know, you should trust your gut. Yeah, I completely agree. What investment have you been most proud about to date? You know, I love all my investments. They're all they're my, all my children. I mean, there is no one I could point to. Uh, it's really gratifying seeing many of them that I was involved with four or five years ago and now raising significant funds and having success that they had saw for themselves when they began the business. That's really rewarding. I mean, I think a classic you know, feel good is I remember going to a board meeting and, and I was first dollar in a company and I walked upstairs for the board meeting and they had moved into offices and I got up on the elevator and, you know, you see the name of the company on the wall and there's like, you know, 75 people sitting in the room working. And that is incredibly rewarding. It's like, wow, this is amazing. Like I was here when there was just the entrepreneur in me. And so that's pretty cool. Yeah. And it's so special that you get to see that with many different businesses. I can imagine that continues to motivate you to do what you do. Yeah. I mean, it is incredibly rewarding. And so I feel as uh, I'm very entrepreneurial friendly. I mean, I want to see these people succeed. And of course, I want to have success with alongside them. But, you know, I've had some that have gone down the tubes um, and I still have a relationship with them. Yeah. Why do you think a business fails? Like, is there a common thread between the companies that you've seen that have had failure? Um, No, I think the companies fail sometimes just because, you know, there wasn't the timing was too early or, um, you know, it wasn't the right team or they couldn't get capital because others didn't believe in them or, you know, we tried and it ends up there's really not a market for this. I mean, there are so many different reasons why they fail. And by the way, just as many reasons why they succeed. I mean, in many ways, it has to be a perfect storm. A little bit of luck. Yeah. How do you recommend college students and entrepreneurs in general deal with burnout and the amount of stress that's on their plate? I mean, I think that it's very easy to get caught in the weeds on a daily basis as a student or as an entrepreneur or as anything in life. And the importance, um, you know, as health and wellness has become a bigger conversation in the echo chamber of life, there's something to be said for that. I mean, Taking off a day or two and recharging your batteries, um, putting all your shit aside, you actually come back much stronger and with a clearer head, and you feel better, and at the end of the day, you become 
a better entrepreneur and a better student. And also being thoughtful about the cadence. I mean, waiting to the last minute to get everything done is never <laughs> a great way to operate your life. Um, but taking those times out to enjoy friends, family, you know, sleep, those are just as important as getting the job done. I think that it comes with a little bit of maturity. Like you learn those things with maturity because when I started my business, I was 22 and I remember being so obsessed with answering emails within like 10 minutes of receiving them. And I felt like if I did it, like I wasn't good enough and my business wasn't going to get ahead. And now I'm so much more productive with my time and I have such a better work-life balance. And it's, I, I think maybe it's, you know, easier to tell an 18 or 22 year old that, but it really does like that formula of taking time off and resting really does work. And it's, it's so important, but hard to think that when you're young, because you just feel like if you're not doing something all the time, um, you're not always networking, you're not always working hard or cramming for tests that like you're not going to get ahead. I totally agree with you. But hopefully we can continue to preach that message and maybe there'll be a change. If there was any any last piece of advice you would give our audience, what would it be? I think one of the advice that I continually give college students, particularly is when they graduate, unless you know, like, I am going to be a investment banker or I am going to be whatever it may be in a much more enterprise businesses where there's a cadence, there's a path, people come on campus, they interview, you know, that's a whole different thing. You, know, you see these people get these jobs in September. Um, it's a very different life. For others, I think, which is the majority of them, who the hell knows what they're going to do when they're 21 years old? And so I say to everyone, if you can afford to, take off a month or two before you go and start your career because you will never have that time again. You just spent literally, you know, the first 21 years of your life, essentially, I mean, I guess starting at three or four, in school, and you need time to breathe and clear your head and rethink about this next journey and figure out what industry you want to work in. So if you want to be in food, figure out how you get into food. If you want to be in fashion, figure out how to get into fashion. If you want to be in media, figure out how to get into media. And I think many students find themselves almost paralyzed that it's not the right job or it's not the right you know, first one. Who cares? Just figure out the industry, take the first leap, get the first job, and then what happens is the hardest one is actually the second job because you want a job that you go upward, not across. But eventually you get into a cadence and then you find yourself, wow, you know, I'm 25, I'm 26 years old, I've got a career and I'm, I'm, I'm moving forward. And even for entrepreneurs, I think the value of going and working in another company and understanding how companies work and don't work and how people manage and don't manage, um, those are things that it's sort of nice to uh, learn on someone else's dime. And then you can take it on your road as you choose to perhaps start your own business. But, um, you know, that's my advice to everyone who is graduating college. That is very, very wise advice. And I so appreciate your time. And, you know, you really are a huge role model in in the industry. And, and I just really appreciate you taking the time to talk to our students and give all this valuable insight. My pleasure. Thanks for reaching out. Wonderful. Take care. Good luck.
All right. Take care. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the latest episode of College Fashionista's Office Hours. And thanks to you, Joanne, for speaking with us. We'll be back in 2018 with a fantastic lineup of guests. Have a happy holidays and great new year. Bye.